0: again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Adam Jones Podcast. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's the former five-time MLB All-Star, multiple-time Gold Glove winner. Hold up how many times you've won the Gold Glove. At least three. Okay. I said at least three. I count four. If you can watch us on YouTube. Today in episode 17, we're going to be joined by Adam's friend and former foe, C.C. Sabathia, joining us here, also a podcaster, doing much better than we are. We'll talk about that. Orioles and the rest of MLB getting ready for spring training. One of my favorite times of the year. We'll find out how AJ feels about that. The highs and lows of heading to Florida and Arizona. We'll also hear about AJ's alleged hole-in-one that no one witnessed except on social media. We'll review our Super Bowl picks because we both hit the game right. And our best social media correspondence of the week in Socially Speaking. But we begin with our featured guest joining us now, the former Major League Baseball pitcher, the great CC Sabathia from an undisclosed location. He's not on a retreat in the darkness for the next two weeks like Aaron Rodgers. He's right here in broad daylight. CeCe, thanks for taking the time and being here with us. I know you and AJ have a deep relationship. Uh, we'll talk about your numbers against each other because you guys faced each other at the major league level more than anyone respectively one-on-one, but, I got to ask you about podcasting, my man. Your podcast has taken off. We're just trying to follow in your footsteps. What's the secret to your success? And what have you learned along the journey of being a former player, now a media member?
1: Uh, you know what? It's just uh, having a good co-host. <laughs> Ruko's really good at... Uh... He's still looking for one. <laughs> Ruko's really good at uh, at keeping the conversation going. Um, you know, I'm really good at... at uh, at just getting guests, guests on. I'm a big fan of sports and, um, you know, me and him have a lot in common, obviously, you know, we, he grew up in the suburbs of of, of New York city and I grew up, you know, in in the hood and in, in, in the Bay area. But when you, when you boil it all down, we have a a lot in common, man. And, And it makes for, uh, for some fun conversations. And I think the guests, um, you know, can come on and be themselves and have a lot of fun.
2: As you, um, you know, as was retirement, you had to give me a huge celebration and all that, 3,000 strikeouts. Oh, man, big star, Hall of Famer, soon to be. Uh, retirement, staying involved, how how did you manage your, like, your first year? Because you always know most people don't get to go out your way. Most people go out, especially in today's climate, just go out. How did you manage your first year of retirement to now? Obviously, it's your fourth, it's your third, fourth year as you head to the Hall of Fame ballot in a couple of years.
1: Now, you know what's crazy is that I kind of got a little lucky um, in, the, in the sense that it was, I mean, it was a, it was a blessing in disguise with, with COVID. Um, I got a chance to, to kind of reintegrate into my family and, you know, take, get, get in the routine of uh, just being home. So, like, those first couple of months of, of just, like, being locked in, it gave me a chance to reconnect with the fam and and uh, you know because we we're gone, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like never being home and having a chance to to understand their routines and you know what the kids go through. So um, having a chance to to get reacclimated with the family was huge. And for me, I knew I was gonna be good at retirement, bro. I, I, I'm lazy. I love I love <laughs> you know me. I love vacationing. So I'm like, man, I should retire like ten years ago, like. This, <laughs> This is the life. Like, but uh, it's, uh, it's fun, man. And, you know, we put in all the work. We, we worked hard, put in all the work. And um, now we just get to sit back and, and enjoy um, what we've done. You know, being able to stay involved in the game with, with the Yankees job, the MLB job, just give me access to the players. And, you know, we love, like when we, when we go to, me, and we go on vacation, we hang out, we talk baseball. That's all we do is, is talk about the game and we love the game and, to be able to still have that access to the game is something that's uh, that I appreciate, and it's a blessing for sure. That was my next question for you:
2: Is how many hats are you wearing these days? Obviously, your son, college athlete, first baseman for Georgia Tech, first home run, first first at bat. How legit was that? <laughs> but I mean, you got three other kids that are just incredibly busy, as you know. And, but you got time now, which is mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing. So, how many hats are you wearing in the Sabathia house?
1: Man, it's it's uh, Uber Dad, Dance Dad. You know what I mean? Uh, baseball dad with Carter. Um, Lil C starts his first uh, they first college series this, this weekend coming up down in Atlanta against Miami of Ohio. So, um, man, it, it's, it's just fun to be able to be around and, and uh, kind of enjoy all the work that we put in. So, um, you know, now being able to, to watch Lil C um, start his journey in baseball and be there to have those conversations with him. Um, you know my 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 daughters dance my oldest one is a um she's a good little actress she does uh, musical theater so it's fun to watch them but when my girls do stuff bro i end up crying like when science ended, <laughs> like i was at Disney last week and like i get so like emotional you know what i'm saying like it's crazy cuz i see how hard they work and uh just to see all the results come for them man it it just uh it's something that's special to me
2: that's also awesome. look at. I know Coleman wants to ask something. Look at him biting at the bit like Puffalo <laughs> of West. I know I'm getting.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, we've been talking about this, and of this, of course, is Black History Month and the lack of African Americans playing the sport that you guys excelled at. Uh, how do you feel about that, CC? We've heard Adam talk about it in the past. You just mentioned you got a kid rising through the ranks right now. But where is the sport headed in that direction?
1: Yeah, it's it's a tough spot um, where the, where the sport is headed. I mean. Where the sport is headed, I think, is in a good place because of, of guys like me and Adam and, you know, the Players' Alliance and the work that we're doing. And, uh, you know, Curtis Granderson, Edwin Jackson, Mike Bourne, um, all of our friends in the organization that we started with, the Players' Alliance, just trying to get more, um, not more participation because kids are playing in our community um, and they're playing at a high level. They just don't get the access that other kids get. So, um, it's up to us to, to get them to the access and, and whatever equipment that they need, whether it's, uh you know, stuff to measure exit velo or, you know, for, you know, guys to be able to have weighted balls to throw harder, all of the stuff you need to, to be a better baseball player at this point, um, we need to get them access to. So through the Players Alliance, through, you know, uh, Major League Baseball's wide, uh, youth development fund, uh, we've been able to, you know, to – at the grassroots level you know try to turn the tide a little bit and uh you know you've seen it in the draft last year in 22 um you know you had i think four or five of the top seven picks were uh were black kids so um you know we got a long long way to go to get them to the big leagues and you know it's not even just players it's coaches it's front office people it's you know people working in the stadium you know what i mean we need to we need to create more baseball fans in the black community throughout, you know what I mean? Whether it's in Baltimore, in New York, and in, in Colorado, you know, it's, it's get, attracting these people to come to the park and becoming baseball fans. Um, whether that's getting things in the community, I always say, you know, in, in, um, in, in Baltimore, you know, we need to get Miss Shirley at the stadium places that, you know, people will come and, and congregate at the stadium. So, um, you know, that's that's a part of you know, my mission at MLB is just to create more fans. That's a nice plug for Miss Shirley here on the podcast.
0: Maybe to <laughs> be a sponsor, much like I'm working on Lenny's deli right now. But uh, I, I gotta ask you, Cece, because it's become a lost art. And I'm talking about the art of the complete game. You threw thirty eight in your career. You heck you had ten in one season, and yet it still looks like your arm is still attached to your shoulder. <laughs> Uh, what is going on here? How soft are today's players? And I know a lot of players don't like to hear that word. Or is it the analytical geeks that are getting too much involved here with these pitch counts?
1: No, I think it's the analytics with the pitch counts. I mean, you know, you say I had 38 complete games, and that's you know a kind of a lost start in this in this era. But I think I had 252 wins. I finished with Fergie Jenkinson had 268 complete com- complete games in his career. So that man had more complete games than i had wins in my career. So it's just, you know, one of those things where <laughs> oh it's one of those things where the generations is just changing. You know, i think though with the pitch clock coming back, i think we'll see some of these guys starting to get deep into the games. I think um, you know, the velocity is going to drop. You're going to have to figure out how to pitch inside and outside, move the ball around, use the secondary pitches cuz you're not going to have all the time just to sit there and hump up and throw the ball hard as you can, you know, 50, 60 times, 70 times. And then the next guy comes in, there's going to be a little more strategy and the starting pitcher is going to have to go deeper in the games and, you know, give the bullpen. I think if you look at the teams that get to the world series or win the world series, you know, they have starters that go deep into the game, like dusty, you know, dusty didn't, didn't blow his bullpen out. And, you know, he was able to use those guys throughout the whole year. So you know, yeah, I mean, everybody's turning to the to the, the opener and all this other bullshit. <clears> you know, you go out there and throw 80 pitches hard as you can and we get somebody else to come in, but it doesn't work. They don't they, – no, nobody wins like that. Nobody wins the World Series. You have to, you have, to have starters that can pitch, pitch deep into the game, two or three of them, for you to win in October, and, you know, it's proven.
2: I want to talk to East. Um, obviously, one of the most competitive divisions, the big payrolls, the guys been money. Um, you got a, a upcoming team, the Orioles. As when you got over to New York, you seen the uh, upcoming team in uh, Baltimore. As you guys were still chasing the championships, we just trying to just just knock y'all off a little bit. But talk about the East right now. Obviously, the Yankees bringing back Judge, massive. Uh, the Blue Jays keep getting better. The Red Sox, we don't we don't know. Tampa, they figure it out somehow some way. Uh, Baltimore, obviously the prospect laden organization right now. So the East, I know you pay attention to it a lot.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man, because it's weird because I feel like it's up for the taking, right? Like, um, like you said, on paper to me, Toronto would be the best team in the East. Um, it's just depend on if those guys can go out. You know, it's it's hard when when you're young and and uh, you know, you have those expectations. You know, two years ago in 2020, they came out, they had no expectations. They came out and they started banging heads to make the playoffs. Come back in twenty one. They got all these expectations. They signed Gosman, and now it's, oh, we, we need to, you know, win the East, and they kind of fell flat on their face. I think this is their 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 year. You know what I mean? Like, their window's open. This is their year. But you have the Yankees standing there. You know what I mean? But for me, the Yankees, it's the same squad. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't really do much as about- them. You know the what I mean? Like they got run down. Yeah. But it's gonna be about health. You know what I mean? Like Nestor's gonna have to come back and pitch great. Stevy's gonna have to come back and pitch a full fucking season of of good pitching, uh, to help Cole out. And, you know, we got to see what happens. But I think it's up for Toronto for, for Toronto to take. To me, if you if you're just looking at it on paper, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I mean, you know, like you said with Baltimore, they have all the prospects. I think in a couple of years they'll be really good. I mean, I really like Jackson Holiday. I've had a chance to watch him now for the last three summers. Obviously, our kids, you know, playing playing with and against each other. Um, So, I think he's going to be really good. I love Ali Rushman, um, Cedric Mullins. So, you know, we have to wait and see what happens. But I think it's just going to be Toronto and New York for this year. Um, This this summer coming up, we'll just wait and see how it plays out. But the Yankees have the same squad coming back. So, it's just going to be about health.
0: TC, on, uh, on your podcast, I mean, we're rated R. I guess you guys are, too, because judging by the language you're using here this morning, which is fine, which is fine with us. Hey, and we got speaking, bleeps. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to bleep any of this. I don't think we need to. Uh, I do want to ask you, uh, you were talking about the media post-career, and two of your former teammates, uh, two of your exes, are now going to be reunited. Will it feel so good now that Derek Jeter, I saw, is joining Fox – with A-Rod and Alex Rodriguez, you played together a long time with those guys. There's this perception they don't like each other, but there's also this story that now they patch things up. How's that going to work on TV? And I don't know, did Big Poppy get shoved out the door because of
1: this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm wondering who is who got the boot, right? No, I'm excited for Gene. I think uh, it's going to be fun for him to be on, on TV. I know, um, I mean, he's obviously he's got all the knowledge, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, it'll be fun to see him kind of doing this job. I mean, I never expected him to do anything like this. Um, but, you know, for him to, to, to be able to share his knowledge, I think it'll be fun. I think, I think people will get a, a chance to see, you know, his personality, to see how funny he is, to see, you know, how much he jokes around. And, you know, him and Alex have a good relationship. And, and I think people uh, like to uh, harp on, I guess, the situation they had before but you know they patched things up and you know now they're gonna be working together all summer so should be fun to see how it plays out on tv all right the last
0: thing i have for you adam i did want to ask him because last week we had bob kendrick on cc who runs the negro league baseball museum as you're well aware in kansas city we talked about the concept and it's long overdue of major league baseball integrating the negro league statistics into the record books do you think that needs to happen sooner than later and encompass everything together Uh, i think they've already
1: started doing that
0: it seems like a slow process because we're still waiting for it to come to fruition
1: yeah yeah yeah. but i I think uh like i think they have already started um putting some of the putting some of the records together i mean i think it's just hard to confirm some of the the negro league records but i mean i think if you start putting in some of you know the, the guys records from the negro leagues you're gonna see uh the record books change a lot you know what i'm saying so um, you know. They're not ready for that. The, uh, yeah, but uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, by but by them, you know, uh, allowing this to happen, it just kind of is what it is. The record's going to change a lot, and I think it's a good thing, though. You know, I think uh, having a chance to see Buck O'Neill go in and, you know, uh, all these different guys get a chance to, see, to get their recognition now uh, is huge because, you know, we were playing baseball before 1947 and at a really high level.
2: All right, next question about uh, the massive upcoming tournament. And uh, I think you're going to go out far east to go see the, uh, the. I, I think, one of the most exciting brackets, the, yeah. the Tokyo bracket, um, the WBC. What, where, I mean, obviously, you know, everybody wants to see America, Dominican, Japan, and the Netherlands. I think that's the fourth team.
1: Yeah. Uh, but
2: you're going out to Japan. What, expectations are, what, what are you excited to see? Because Japan's going to come. Yeah,
1: no. To really, I I just want to see Shelhei over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's gonna be uh, exciting to get a chance to see him in Japan. Man, I'm just excited for the tournament. Like, I wish I would have played in it, man. I like watching you guys that year. What was that? Seventeen? No. Seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. That kind of like set it off, where you know people just got excited to play for their for their country. And I think. A lot of guys watching the World Cup, you know, this this past offseason, you know, have got that bug to play for their country. So I think it's going to be incredible, man. And and you guys coming off the big USA win just gets this country more hype. I think had you guys not won in 17, the U.S. would have been, have been like, no, it would have been like, you know, WBC, like we, it no interest. But now that you guys have won and, you know, people are, are hyped up about it, I think it's going to be uh I think it's going to make for a great great tournament. And you got some good I mean Dominican squad is crazy. Uh uh Puerto Rico squad is good. I mean the US squad is crazy. We just a little short on pitching so we'll see how that Always goes. Pitching. But yeah. you know we we're, and I think they're doing it where you can bring guys in. So guys can come from spring training rotate. and just yes. rotate in. So yes. you know that that that'll help us a little bit. It'll be more like a little perfect game tournament. <laughs> and, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. Bring in the
2: kid because he came from another tournament.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fly in on the weekend. Give, a, give us three innings. <laughs> hey,
0: CC, I got one final question for you. I mentioned at the top of our conversation that you and Adam have faced each other more than any other duo, respectively. In other words, he faced you more as a pitcher and vice versa. Uh, and in 92 career at-bats, I looked it up. He hit a respectable 283, five home runs, 17 RBIs, but you fanned him on 11 occasions as well. Oh. Uh, <laughs> how, what did you feel like his weakness was? Oh, man. 1 1 delivery, and that ball is hit deep to left field. Way back, Adam Jones. Goodbye, home run. Oh, is he hot? His fourth career home run against CC
1: Sabathia. I wouldn't even know that. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know if there was a weakness in that swing, man. It was just always trying to get him to be aggressive. If I can get him in swing mode, then I felt like I had a good day. <laughs>
2: That's what you got to get me in. I'm always in it. Always in swing
1: mode. <laughs> always in it.
2: Herbie from the, from the on-deck circle, hey, man, you better be ready to go right now. Like, All right, I'm ready to go. Hey, I'm fun. Jerry's born, so I know you like <laughs> –
1: to travel you like to eat your favorite vacation spot your favorite food and your favorite dessert my favorite my favorite vacation spot is africa bro that was the the my, my favorite vacation by far i've never um experienced anything like that like just just being over there and being connected like it was it was really really a cool experience took the kids over there for christmas a couple years ago uh, for three weeks that was my my by far my favorite vacation I don't even know what my favorite food is because I was thinking about this the other day. You don't get to look like me, me and have a favorite food. You know what I'm saying? Like, all food, <laughs> all food is my friend, guys. So it's right. not like, But I think of, like, right now at the moment, my favorite food is pizza. Like, the last couple months I've been, like, crushing pizza. Um, but if you catch me during the summer, it could be fucking sushi. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, it's just right. it's always changing. It, but it just depends on my mood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think it would be, uh, I think right now I would have to say pizza and New York City pizza because uh, just moving here in the last couple of years, I got the appreciation for for New York City pizza. So um, Prince Street pizza would probably be my favorite. And then my favorite dessert, favorite dessert would be, I just love sorbet. Any kind of sorbet I can, or gelato I can get to, I'm good right. with that. Right. You,
0: got, you got your choices where you live, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, living here in New York, bro, is never short on food. I love it here. No <laughs>
0: doubt
1: about it. Well, Cece, this Car- has been um, an
0: effing, yeah. effing good interview. Yeah. Uh, we won't believe anything. <laughs> we do appreciate your time, your brutal honesty, and uh, look forward to having you on at some point during the baseball season.
1: Yeah, of course. Have me back anytime. C.C.,
2: that's big brother right there. When he talks, you listen, no matter what he say and no matter the language he speaks in. So, hey, it's always good to be around him, man. We just – we had a good vacation together. And so we posted it all. So, uh, yeah, it's always good to be to be around him and to delve into that
0: knowledge. Always. Always fun yeah. to catch up with a former player who has no grudges and just likes to tell it like it is, and mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun.
2: He didn't care. He had no grudge. He played the game hard. He just – he lived with what he lived with. He played He played it the right way. I love it, and he'd drill you for his team. I would see. I wanted that on my team. I wanted somebody that would just drill somebody,
0: but I protect I your players.
2: It. Yeah, he was one of the best at doing that. No doubt about it. My ribs hurt still from getting hit by it. <laughs> I'm still. I should have told him. I'm still pissed at him from hitting for hidden hitting Markakis. I told him that many times, so he knows.
0: Well, as always, we're brought to you by our friends over at BMW of Towson. Home of the best service department in all of Baltimore. Easily located just off York Road at Exit 26A off 695. I speak from firsthand experience. BMW of Towson, very customer friendly. And they got a car waiting for you, AJ, once you get your ass in town. Also, by people around town, they have their opening day hashtag orange tailgate coming Thursday, April 6. I just saw little Jones run by. Last yeah. year, maybe he'll be there. Last year, over two thousand attended this all-inclusive event. What he can't participate in is the open bar. Did I mention they will have no. an open bar? Be oh, more yeah. around town.com to be a part of it. It will sell out. Also, much gratitude to Dennis Wyman and the Wyman Group. Thanks for his support. By G-Leaf Medical Cannabis, they offer free delivery. Visit gleaf.com Medical Cannabis for qualified Maryland patients only. Don't miss all the excitement coming to Baltimore. It's the CIAA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament at the CFG Bank Arena, February 21st through the 25th. Book a room at one of the arena's nearby hotels. Stroll the Inner Harbor waterfront. Check out Baltimore's nightlife. See old friends and cheer on your team and experience all that Charm City has to offer. CIAA is the nation's oldest historically black athletic conference. Buy tickets and plan your trip at baltimore.org slash CIAA or head to Ticketmaster, the Baltimore Sports and Tourism Development Council. Thanks all the local contributors. Again, the website, head to it now as tickets are going fast. Baltimore.org slash ciaa and the baltimore banner still offering six months unlimited digital access as a favor to our podcast viewers and listeners for just a buck head to thebaltimorebanner.com slash aj to get started six months unlimited digital access all right adam let's turn our attention to the Orioles. are for the birds talk as a 14-year Major League veteran, you've been through a lot mm-hmm. of spring trainings. Orioles about yes, to head down to sunny Sarasota. Coincidentally, you're going to be down there a week before I get down there, and you've timed it so you will not be down there when I'm down there. Well, perfectly. Well not done. Purposely. It seems that way. It's one of my favorite <laughs> times of the year. You better go over to the Coleman household and say hello to my pops. Anyway, I, would love to. I would I would like to know from you. Was there trepidation? Were there chaotic scenes that you had to deal with and getting ready for spring training? And maybe it was a bit calmer as your career developed a little bit and you became a veteran. But early on, were there some nervous times about leaving for spring training?
2: For me, not really. I mean, obviously, it was a chance for a new season, new beginning. Um, I just think the hardest thing uh, that I had to deal with until I met my wife was figuring out a place to stay. Um, you, you know, young players lean on their agents, they lean on the organization to find them places and all that kind of stuff because, you know, they they have the access, but they always find you places that you really end up not liking. But that I think that's the hardest place. And places like Sarasota is really difficult because of the fact that it's a retirement community. People down there, they stay in those homes now, especially how it's getting really cold up in the north. And with technology, there's no reason to really go back to the north if they're in the snowboarders want to stay down there. Year round, unless they leave in the summer when it's just too hot. So, those were I think were the biggest things. I I think getting ready for it. I was always excited. I always got there early. I always reported with the pitchers and catchers. Um, Only time I did not report with the pitchers and catchers was the birth of my second son because he was uh, like two days. It was like right in round in the same day of the of the pitchers and catchers. But I reported with the position players. But uh, I was always excited. New year, new opportunity to open some doors, open some eyes. So I hope that this, uh, this young group sees that as a new opportunity because, you know, they're going to get a lot of at-bats. You see that a lot of organizations are taking people from the WBC. So they're going to – a lot of people who were going to get 10, 15 at-bats, maybe on the you know, B games and ninth innings, they're going to get significantly more at-bats this year because a lot of guys are leaving. And uh, they need to take advantage of it, and I hope they do.
0: You know, one of the things I was curious about in covering baseball growing up, well, as a professional – And watching growing up was these visa problems that players would have trying to get into the U.S. for spring training. And now that you're living outside the U.S., you deal with a visa all the time and a MasterCard and American Express and all that. But seriously, with the visa and the problems that these players have had in the past, I always wondered, A.J., why can't they get this all set up in advance, months in advance and not have to wait until the last second?
2: And you know, i wish sorry, I had the best answer for it. But the thing that I'm noticing the most of it is just the exp- expiration dates and how people move and how countries move, country to country. Some countries move faster than others. Uh, they expedited other ones. Spain is not one of the fastest countries in anything. I'm talking about it, anything. They don't move quick. But when I think the players, you always get the ones that have issues. Generally, it's something a little bit more. Um, but sometimes, uh, you know, it's, it's generally the recommended, the required amount of days you can stay in the United States for the players. Sometimes they stay longer when they're supposed to leave after the season. A lot of people think that, you know, after the season, players just go home cause they want to be with their family and all that kind of stuff. And of course they want to, but they also got to get out of the country. And, you know, sometimes that's unfortunate, but that's just some the, the rules of it, but it's a headache. It's a tedious process. Um, when I went to Japan, they did it all for us, so that was amazing. But um, just going through it anyway, even with Japan and all the things that I had to do, I, I can see how it becomes a, a, an incredible headache for a lot of guys. But if that's the job you got to do, that's the job you got to do. But I'm glad that Japan did a lot, and hopefully that the teams do a, uh, a lot for the players. But honestly, I never really spoke with guys about these issues.
0: One well, the last a thing I wanted, headache. right? Last thing I did want to address, and you're so humble you never even mentioned it to us. We had to read it on social media regarding baseball is because you have become an advisor for the National Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't ever expect yeah. you to be enshrined. <clears throat> I don't know <clears throat> if you expect to be enshrined, but certainly you'll get a bunch of votes from some knowledgeable baseball writers out there. Maybe maybe you'll get some votes. I mean, I've seen votes. I just
2: need one. If I get one, I, I, I'm going to frame that <laughs> vote. I'm going to take that guy out to dinner buying the best bottle of Scarecrow or whatever high-end wine I wish here, I, had a, wish I you had, had a vote. vote. I wish I had a vote. I just need one sucker to be like, yeah, you know what?
0: Yeah, just one. <laughs> All right, but you are going to be working for the National Baseball yeah. Hall of Fame. Talk <clears> about <throat> the capacity and the role that you will be involved in.
2: Well, it's a big, big committee trying to revive the Jackie Robinson collection, basically. And, and we're trying to redo it, I believe, uh, bring it out. It's 2024, I believe, is the, the when the launch date. But it just, you know, it was a a massive thing with the Baseball Hall of Fame they did in 1997, if I'm not mistaken. And that was the 25th or it was the 50th anniversary. And then, you know, it's been 25 years. it was 75 years this year. So what they're trying to do is just bring back the mystique of it. Because, you know, we hear Jackie Robinson. We get a day of Jackie Robinson. Then it's back to normal baseball. And then now you got Roberto Clemente day. It's great. And then you got now you had a Lou Gehrig day, which I think all fantastic. You're, You're honoring some of the game's greatest players. Um. With Jackie Robinson, it's a little bit different, um, and I just think that what they're trying to do is just retell the story and in a greater capacity, and not just have it be for one year and one moment. It's going to be taught and told over again, and be a normal, a uh, a normal production rather than just a, an event. And to be on the board with, I mean, some amazing people that I'm just me. I was just meeting for the first times with some of the, some writers obviously former baseball players, um, people that are curators and people that work at the baseball hall of fame. So it's, it's something, it's a real privilege for them to even ask me, especially when I seen the list of people on there. I'm like, I mean, there's a couple of people that don't belong. I'm one of them, but, uh, I appreciate them, uh, for them loving my passion as being one of the, uh, the, this the last generations, uh, ambassadors of people who really enjoyed the history of the Negro League and Jackie Robinson.
0: Well, congratulations. That's a terrific honor and a great job to have. So, uh, We'll keep following oh, yeah. uh, your your uh, adventures along the path here. All right, always doing it's, something. It's been a while, you know. And someone was uh, texting me the other day, "How come Adam hasn't ranted about anything in a while?" And I said, "We wanted to get into 2023, so let's roll." It's time for Adam's weekly rant, and this week, folks, Adam rants about kids' birthday parties and how to handle them. Adam.
2: Oh man. I don't think there's a proper way to handle a kid's birthday party. You know what I mean? Be, ca- and be careful!
0: Be careful! There are kids behind you That's in that. that room.
2: Yeah, he no, he left, but uh, he knows he's 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 on the the, the, the watch list right now. It's it's uh, I posted a, a thing of I posted a couple years ago of like you know is it is it wrong for a parent to to cancel a kid's birthday party a couple days before the party? Their anticipation. Obviously, it's a joke, but you know everybody everybody kids is bad. And everybody, you know, and you got, you got to threaten your kids sometimes, I believe, obviously not physically, but you have to threaten <laughs> them with, uh, with taking away stuff and doing all this. But any parents out there, please give me advice on anything about these kids. Uh, I'm always open. Um, my wife is very, she's, she's very patient. Me, Mm-mm. Oh, you know what I mean? I got, two bo- <laughs> I, got, I got two boys. So, you know what I mean? I'm ready to stick and move. Uh, There's gonna be a point where they get bigger and beat me up but uh, any parents with these with these birthdays I know these kids now they want four seats and they want this and that and like when I was a kid it was a birthday cake uh hot dogs at the park and shut up enjoy it <laughs> now now it is uh it's changed kids are expensive and they want you know monetary things and it's just and I'm not the only one so I'm not putting my because you know I'm a former athlete or whatever I'm saying all kids they want all this so I mean, I'm looking for advice. I'm looking for advice. But it's, yeah, for sure. It's the life of being a parent and teaching them that, uh, you know, some things you're just going to have to work for.
0: Well, one person who won't be offering advice is me since I have no children that I know of in this country. They may be somewhere else outside of the country. And that's kind of a great segue, being outside of the country a little bit because allegedly, and we saw it on social media, you had your first ever hole in one. You have yep. we're tied for the same amount of hole in ones inside the United States. But you got your first over oh, zero. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Well, first off, I had it in uh, Morocco and America. I, I needed to get back to the motherland. That's what I needed to do. I needed to get there to just hone into my skills and my true craft. But it was on the par four. It was the first hole. But how it happened was it wasn't the first shot of the day, which would have been obviously spectacular because I would have quit. Um, but I had to start on two because there were too many people, two foursomes in front of me. So I started on two and just breezed my way through and then got back to hole number one. Whack, par four, dog leg, right? And I'm like, yeah, let me just drive it and, you know, let's see what happens. And I hit it. I'm like, ah, I might not like this as much, but the guy, the, when the cat, my caddy and all the people watching, but the, mainly the, uh, the marshal was like, you gotta like this shot. I'm like, nah, he's like, nah, you gotta like it. And I get up there and I'm looking where I normally am. The beach, the sand, or the traps, or back in the rough, can't find it. And then uh, the ground screw guy <clears throat> is like, "The hole." I get over there. Like, huh? He's like, "The hole." I see a ball mark. He's like, "Boom!" He just showed me what I did. And I look in the hole. My ball was there. And I screamed. And I could stop the one guy from uh, driving because hole two was right on the side of where the pin was. And they all looked over, and it was like they just, in Spanish. I know they were in French because Morocco is a uh, French country. And they always were just saying things in French like congratulations. No, I didn't really understand it, but you know
0: they were, they were streamed, telling you in French with me. No, they were telling you in French. They were telling you in French. You couldn't understand. They were saying this happens all the time.
2: Yeah, right. Then my caddy gave me a big old <laughs> hug, and yeah, oh man, it was it was it was pretty cool. And you know, once in a lifetime again. I'm not the greatest golfer. I hit some good shots here and there, but this is gonna keep me coming for a long time. And uh, you know, I still stink at it, but. Hey, on, one, on that one hole,
0: I was a pro player. Congratulations! On Once hole. again, you wrestling? can add it. You can add it to the list of things you have done that I'll never accomplish. So
2: you never know, Jerry. You never know. Don't sell yourself short, buddy.
0: Well, if there's a miniature golf course and that counts, then yes. If there's a real golf course, no. All right, we got to move along here. Each week, it's time for socially speaking. We. Choose a social media correspondence to read in addition. If you go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate the podcast and write a review and send us proof, you become instantly eligible to receive a piece of Adam Jones signed memorabilia. And we do have a winner this week. And you're eligible by going to at Adam Jones Pod on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and showing us the evidence, usually a direct message via Twitter, or just email us at the Adam Jones pod at gmail.com the Adam Jones pod at gmail.com. In fact, our contest winner this week because he rated the podcast and sent us the evidence is someone named Hank at Stankburner. He wrote pretty matter of fact, love the podcast helps make my commute something to look forward to hope I win this giveaway. Well, guess what you won the giveaway and thanks for the five stars. We appreciate that, man. We, we want everybody. We, you know,
2: um, I listen to podcasts on my drives, so I think that's that's the perfect time to listen to them. Uh, when you, you're traveling, you're moving around, you got a little bit of time, so I appreciate the people taking the time instead of listening to their latest albums, listening to our podcast.
1: All
0: right, go ahead and rate it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Five stars, will love you forever. But again, show us the evidence at Adam Jones Pod on social media. All right, we do want to thank our sponsors. We've run out of time. It's a Mm. timely podcast, as we like it to be here on the Adam Jones podcast. That's it, AJ. Thanks to our friends at BMW of Towson, home of the best service department in all of Baltimore. It's BMW of Towson, easily located just off York Road at exit 26A off 695. I speak from firsthand experience. They have a beautiful waiting room, and the service department is five stars, much like our podcast. Also, (laughs) be more around town. They've got the ultimate orange tailgate coming. To opening day, go to BeMoreAroundTown.com and find out about how this thing is going to go with the open bar, live music, all before the game starts. It begins at 10 a.m. So they know how to throw a party, Brian and company. At yes, they, yes, they do. .com. I, might, I might have to be
2: there. Let me see. Let me see what my schedule is.
0: Let me see. Please do.
2: No, no, I won't be there. I just know when opening day is, and I know I'll be somewhere very, very far golfing.
0: Wait a Also, thanks to Dennis Wyman and the good folks over at the Wyman Group. Always much gratitude for their support. G-Leaf Medical Cannabis Company. Visit gleaf.com. They have free delivery, medical cannabis for qualified Maryland patients only. And go out and check out the Baltimore Banner. Six weeks, unlimited digital access for just a buck. All you have to do is visit thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get that offer. All right. We want to thank our shy... But senior executive producer. His name is Chip Franklin for putting all this together. Go out and subscribe to the banner. Like I said, reach us on social media at Adam Jones Pod. Be kind, be real, and make sure to be back here next week, folks. Appreciate you.